Hello, hello, listeners to the Third Way Podcast. This episode is brought to you by you, the subscribers. Um, this one I am opening up to all subscribers. Uh, so thank you, paid subscribers, for allowing me to do that. Uh, today I'm joined by a dear and good friend, Drew Myers. Drew is an author and speaker. He's the author of the book, The Tacos and Chocolate Diet, which has a very rad subtitle of How to Live a Bold, Adventurous, and Intentional Life. Um, Drew and I have a mutual love of doing audacious things. We have a, I was, um, and we have a mutual love of Texas country music and a mutual love for just being alive. So welcome, Drew. Thanks for doing this with me. Thanks, Justin. I appreciate it, man. So, uh, just for the listeners, um, you and I have only, I think, met in person once, and that was on your podcast. Um, and it was the first time I told my spiritual story, spiritual journey about basically moving from fundamentalism to Gnosticism or, you know, something different. And, um, I've watched your trajectory, um, over the last, you know, I think that was four years ago that we did that. And your trajectory as a brand is remarkable. You're seeing your trajectory as just a human is remarkable. So congratulations for all the, uh, expansion of you. Thank you so much. Yeah. A lot has changed over the years, but it, in a wonderfully great way. Um, that was, we were just on the starting out when you came on the show and it's really taken off. It's not where we want it to be. We're not satisfied yet, but I'm still pushing hard and really use the word content when we were visiting before we hit record. And that's, I'm very content with where I am, but not satisfied. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And just, looping everybody in on that is, you know, you, you know, people ask, well, how you doing? I say life is good. And you know, it's true. Uh, but it's good for me because uh, similar to what you said is it is a really good mixture, maybe a mixture I've been chasing my whole life of contentment and challenge. And so, a th- you know, this is the sort of proverbial third way of living. Um, so I'm curious, you know, you, you have a very, unique kind of not just position in the marketplace um um you have a, a unique philosophy about how to live life and i'm curious about who influenced you how did you arrive at some of those and those could be negative influences where you're like i don't want to do this shit so i'm going to do something different or it could be positive influences that kind of affected your thinking about how you live your life you know w- with audacity sure um you know, my father and I had our issues. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to read the book, but I, I talk about it in there. And, and my dad was always there. My dad always provided. And, and I knew my dad loved me, but there was still, we had some issues. But my dad was always good to give me little pieces of advice. For example, he said, if you're not happy with what you're doing, go do something else. And, you know, that's what led me to have 11 jobs in 11 years after graduating from college. It was just little things like that throughout my life. So I think my dad really played a role in that. The other thing that I realized, and I realized this when I wrote the book, Justin, was I have this incredible fear of being irrelevant. (laughs) I'm terrified of being irrelevant. Mm -hmm. And that's from some stuff that happened in my childhood. I also write about that in the book. And so I just overcompensate for that. And, you know, I drive that car off the road, through the ditch, across the field and into the river to keep myself relevant and keep and just keep pushing. And that's what gets me up every day is 
is just to stay relevant. And, yeah, I, and I've recognized yeah. that for a long time. I just worked to work and, and I would push to push, but I didn't know really know why. And it took taking a step back, writing the book and really realizing what my MO was. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I don't think I've ever publicly shared this, uh, but I think my deepest fear is similar. It's a fear of insignificance. Absolutely. I think it's primarily insignificance within like a relationship where you're supposed to be significant. You know, I know that comes from my childhood too. Um, and some, you know, um, the, 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 my relationship with my former partner and how that evolved. And, um, and so, yeah, I, it's interesting though, how we can harness fear as a motivator. Um, so the way I like to describe it is we're not running from it. We're running with it. Yeah. Um, and I think that takes a certain type of humility and faith to do that, to, to accept it was like, I'm scared. I'm, I'm afraid of this. And, um, it seems to be an essence of vulnerability, you know, is that you can't be vulnerable and not feel fear of rejection or insignificance or irrelevance. It seems like. So again, this is something I'm just getting comfortable with. Um, because for a long time, I just pushed to push. Mm-hmm. So r- really realizing why I'm pushing so hard is, is kind of a breath of fresh air, to be honest with you, to realize why I do what I do. Right. Right. So, and to, and to be honest with you, my favorite title, and I know, you know, we're friends and you follow me on social. My favorite title is dad. I love being a daddy. And because of my childhood and the way I, that I was brought up, I go the extra mile with my kids to, I don't know, and maybe it is to stay relevant for that or to, you know, to hold on to that significance that yeah. I, I lay that foundation with them. I create a legacy, if you will. I don't know, but that's, I can't confirm, but mm-hmm. I bet that's why I do that. Why I just go all in being a dad. Yeah. I am so with you there. Like, you know, when you, one of the things about a traumatic childhood is that you don't really ever, no one ever tells you who you are in a healthy way. So, you know, the main job of a parent other than survival, at least maybe it's emotional survival, is to help your child develop a healthy ego, a healthy sense of self. I never got that. So I adopted, you know, hundreds maybe of identities, you know, over the years, and they've all gone away except for three. And that is human, man, father. Other than that, it doesn't, all the other labels are labels and, and, you know, I like what I like and I don't like what I don't like. And those are all fine. Those are all preferences, but they're not identities anymore. And, um, and so I think also when, when you are, when you invest like you do and I've done with my, my two, uh, older sons and now my stepson, um, when you invest in them, the world benefits when you, especially if they're, when they're boys. Um, I'm sure, you know, I don't have daughters, um, or anything, so I can't speak to that directly. And I, but I know with, at least with boys of that, that they wouldn't feel, they would have a different kind of fear. They have a fear maybe of, um, eh, settling. I'll take that over a fear of feeling insignificant any day of the week. So, right. yeah. So you, um, 
you know, you've been more of a oratory develop, a creator, content creator between podcasts and speaking. What was the, um, what was the impetus for writing a book? You know, that's a, that is a, that talk about a labor, um, to sit down and write a book. And, and also I, I have, I am, uh, I have purchased your book, but I have not read it yet. Uh, so I heard, it's, I heard it's a page turner. I heard you can't put it down when you start. So just all right. You know, good. <laughs> now, the, the feedback that we've gotten on the book is fantastic on, on a serious note. Um, why did I write the book? My actual background is writing. I was a journalism major. When I was in school, I wrote a, a school, a column for the school paper called a different perspective. And I wrote about, you know, hard hitting things like showering in the dark. What if I changed my name from Drew Myers to Love Myers? What if we had background music when we walked into the room? You know, just hard hitting journalism. It was really just to get people to think differently. And I put that on hold for a long time. And then when I was going through my 11 jobs in 11 years, I started to write again. I wrote a blog and I just wrote about things that I, that I knew wrote about Texas music. I wrote about the Texas Rangers being newly married. I wrote about my dog. I wrote about running just stuff that I knew and nobody read my blog. I joke around that three people read my blog, my mom, one of my sisters, not even both of my sisters, one of my sisters and a girl named Amy Bennett. And Amy encouraged me to really put an emphasis on the life list and bucket list. And, you know, that's something that's been kind of a part of my brand for a long time, putting your goals, dreams, and aspirations in the spotlight. So writing has always been important to me. And I've started and stopped many books over the course of my life. This is finally the one where I sat down and said, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to finish it. Start to finish. And, um, so writing's always been there. It was actually there before the speaking, before the, the podcast and radio stuff. So. Oh, I did not know that. I love learning about my friends on my podcast. <laughs> That's cool. So, so regardless of the medium, what are the main sort of perspective shifts? You, you talk about changing the way, change, presenting a different way of thinking. What are some main perspective shifts that you want people to take away from your message. So whether they read the book or they hear your speech or listen to the podcast or have a conversation with you, what are some things where if you had the power to go into their mind and go click and move their perspective, what, what are two or three things that you would like to do with their perspective shifting? Sure. And this is the cool thing about my brand is I've really niched this down. I mean, I'm laser focused on this now, Justin is everything that I do, whether it's the book or I speak or I'm on a radio show or podcast, I want to generate hope, inspire action, and remind people to make the important things important, starting with themselves. That's it. There's no, it's not a secret. I don't, when I speak to people, I I tell them that early on in the conversation, I don't save it to the end and have a drop the mic moment and say, say, remind, you know, make the important things important, starting with yourself. Thank you, Andrew Meyer. See you later. That's not how it is. I'm hammering that point home. Mm-hmm. and the generate hope and inspire action. I think there, um, we need hope in this world that we live in. And I think people need to move. Mm. So I yeah. think people there's, we're, we're wasting time. We're overanalyzing We're you know, we're, we're worried or scared. And we, if we just move in a forward direction and it could be this much, I'm holding my fingers very close together. Um, just a little bit, can create a lot of momentum. And, yeah. and I share in the book how my journey and how that impacted me. Cause I was in a dark place Thanksgiving of 2019 
And it was three little things that I did, little stupid things that I did to kind of start pulling me out of the rut. And then I start, started to put an emphasis on myself, and that's spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, all of it. Mm. Yeah, you think about that. We are multidimensional creatures. Um, you know, we're the only animals that ha- have the ability to witness our own behavior and then judge it. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, where we doubt our own evolution and things like that. And so I think what is interesting and in knowing you over these last few years and watching your, you know, you're watching you hone in on some really solid core original ideas, um, is that it's, it's really almost like pragmatic consciousness. Um, it's like you basically, if I was to summarize the Drew Myers message, it's pay attention, you know, to what's going on around you and what's going on within you. And I love what you said about secret as I, I say this all the time. If anybody ever comes and tells you they have a secret to anything, they, they, they are, they have one hand in your pocket and one hand and while they finesse your ego, because there is no secret. That's why I say right. the formulas either. There only, there's one formula that's successful and that's the formula for selling formulas. You know, that's <laughs> successful. Right. But this idea of imagine, and I think you are very much kind of teaching this. Imagine if you knew that everything you needed was already in your life and inside of you. If you just looked around. Imagine what that would do. It would transform. You think about this kind of, it's not really a false divide. It's a manufactured divide that's based off of ideology right now. And the pandemic has made that worse in a lot of ways. Um, if you raise your consciousness just slightly, just like you said, like three stupid things, three things, all of a sudden the world that you're experiencing is radically different than what you thought it was. And I think that's, that's the, that's God's work you're doing that you can go in and teach people that there's something inside of them that they can unlock themselves. I'll, sh- I'll share a story with you. I was doing a speaking um, gig in Weatherford, Texas, Parker County. And afterward, and it was a deal where I teamed up with a singer songwriter. So Josh Weathers performed after okay. me. So I, I, I spoke for like 20 minutes and then Josh came in and knocked their socks off with his incredible music. Yeah. And this lady and her husband walk up to me right afterwards and she walks up to me, Justin, and she says, you didn't say anything I didn't already know. And I, I just sat there. I didn't say anything because I, I knew she had something else to say. And she goes, but you said it in a way that it made sense this time and it resonated with me. Yeah. So when I speak to groups now, I tell them straight up. I said, there is nothing that I'm going to say on this stage that is going to be breaking news. You have heard this before, but my hope is that you hear it this time. That yeah. it, that it, that it touches you this time. Yeah. Cause it's, it is, it, it isn't new. It isn't breaking news. Yeah. You have heard it before. Um, I just realized that I have a gift, whether it's through a book or through a podcast or through my speaking, that I can present it in a different way and that people, it, it sticks with people. Yeah. You, you, you present it in sort of an enlightened Texan way. And I think that's how, that's how you, that's how you access people. You know, that's how you get to people. It's like, that's, um, it's, it's sort of like McConaughey does with his stuff. You know, it's, it's not like he's coming in with all the woo. He's just inviting people to his experience, hoping that they'll learn from it. And I think absolutely yes, very yeah. similar in that. Yeah. So we can't, we can't end this podcast without talking about music. Um, so you mentioned Josh Weathers is two kind of two questions there. What are you listening to right now? What's a song or an artist that's in kind of a, your rotation now? And okay. I'll start with that question. And then I got one more. 
Okay. So, uh, I recently had Sean McConnell on my live audience show and he's phenomenal. I mean, he's unbelievable. He's in, he's such a good dude and he's funny and, but his music, you know, speaks to my soul. Same. And I'm listening to Jamestown Revival. They're on my Mm -hmm. life list this year to, to go see the, see them do a show. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you, you know, you've always, I've always got the Whiskey Myers on the playlist. Yeah. I've always got the Jason Eady on the playlist and uh-huh. Zach Wilkerson. I mean, but those, I would say Sean McConnell and Jamestown Revival are in heavy rotation right now. Nice. Yeah. I, my heavy rotation is, uh, Cody Johnson's new double album. Uh-huh. Uh, he has some songs on there and, you know, he's got this, he's got a great voice and, and, and the songwriting is tight. You know, he's, He's, uh, but he's got some songs on the album that kind of remind me of your message. He has one called the, the, the title of the album is human and that song is phenomenal. Um, there's another one about, um, start a fire and it's just, just, it's like practical spirituality. And the other one is, uh, Parker McCollum, mm-hmm. um, who is sort of like great driving music. Like, you know, it's not like you're sitting, you're thinking like Sean, you, like his music like moves you like, Everything he does, John Fulbright's like that too. Um, and, and the other guys that you mentioned, but Parker is just like the kind of music you turn it up and everybody needs to shut up so we can listen to the song. And it's not like it's super deep, but it's good. So Parker McCollum's music reminds me of a Denzel Washington movie. It's just, it's, it's usually pretty good, right? Denzel doesn't do a lot of bad movies and it's just kind of, it's comfortable. I, I, I think Parker's music as well. I, I like the, the deeper stuff, obviously the songwriter stuff, but yeah, Parker stuff, you can just put it on and you know what you're going to get and it's, it's yeah. pretty comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for the conversation. Um, yeah. I'm going to link to your book, your podcast and all the stuff. Um, and I would also say that if anyone listening to this knows of any speaking opportunities where someone needs to hear what they already know said in a different way. <laughs> Uh, then, uh, please reach out to Drew and, uh, yeah. and I hope that when you come to Austin or maybe, I'll, maybe I'll just make a trip. I, I, I'll, I'll, if, if you ever have a public speaking gig, like it's a, you know, not like a private event, but a public event within a three hour radius of Austin, please holler at me and I'll try to make it because I would no, love to be absolutely in that format. So cool. Yeah. I would love that. I'm grateful for you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, Justin, for everything. Appreciate it, man.